0: Good morning, everybody. It is so good to see everybody. Oh, I was thinking some, I I love movies. And does anybody know the movie The Rookie with Dennis Quaid? And he's a baseball player imitating Jim, well, he's living out Jim Morris's life, right? So that's what it's depicting. And he walks in after being depressed and discouraged and ready to go home and call it quits, Uh, From trying out for the baseball team in AAA. He's like, I'm done. I'm coming home. He goes, watch the little league game. He comes back and he goes, in the morning, he goes, Brooksy, we get to play baseball. So I think about that today. I'm like, guess what, guys? We get to talk about Jesus. So it's pretty exciting. I'm pretty stoked. Good morning. My name's Jeff. Uh, I am one of, wait, no, I am the newest pastor on staff. Um, And, some of you are coming back. A lot of people are coming back to church. Awesome. And then a lot of people are at home. It is good to see you guys. Elbow bumps right there. Um, but one thing that a lot of people don't know, you may not know about me. So I'm going to give you about the 30 second, okay, a minute nutshell version of me. So uh, I was born in Iowa, born and raised. Don't hold that against me. Uh, but I was born and raised in Iowa. I've been in ministry a long time. Um, What else? Uh, I love games, board games, card games, you name it. I love to play it. Uh, Fantastic. And then I've been married to my lovely bride, Chris. She's over here, but you can see her on the screen, too, for about five years, a little over five years now. And uh, we have a pretty amazing family, not going to lie. So we have Jeremiah, Chloe, Lauren, Lindsay, and Kaylee, and our dog, Bella. And I'll go backwards. It's 19, 14, 16, 16, 17 with four birthdays in June, so they'll all be moving up a little bit. Super excited. That's our family. Our family rocks, just FYI, uh, for being a blended family. It is fantastic. So if you could pray for us, that'd be, that'd be awesome with teenagers in the house. That's always a good thing to have extra prayer. Um, so with that being said, what's that? Yeah, it's good though. All right, we are in the middle of a series called uh, Consumers, Creators, Not Consumers. And within that series, we've been going since February, and within that, we have a little mini-series going on. And right now, we're in the middle of a mini-series called Givers, Not Takers. And the last couple of weeks, John and Pete both shared on being generous and what that looks like when God gives us what we can give out of what God has given us and then some. So it's been awesome to hear that. And today, I am privileged to talk to you, and uh, share with you about friendship and what that looks like. Um, And so I'm really, really stoked about this because Jesus literally wants to be our friend. So with that, let me pray for us as we get started here. Holy Spirit, we just invite you to come. We just say thank you for a great day. It's a day that you've made, Lord, so we just thank you for that. And Holy Spirit, just come. Let the things from the week fall by the wayside, just for a brief moment even, so that we can hear you, we can experience you, uh, and we can learn how to love you even better. So Lord, just talk to us today, in Jesus' name, amen. Now today, I want to be, I'm going to be kind of practical today, Um, so if you want to take notes, feel free, Um, but this whole idea of friendship, and I'm going to be practical with it because friends are important. Friends are very important because God has wired us to be with other people. That's why people keep coming back and more and more want to be back. Uh, it's just amazing when we give hugs to everyone. You just like everybody just melts. It's like, ah. Because we miss it. We miss being together. And so that's why this is so important for us to, to talk about. It doesn't matter if you're introverted or extroverted. That has nothing to do with it. God has wired all of us to be with people. Um, now, for some of you, friendship is pretty easy. It comes naturally. Uh, but for some of you, uh, it can be very stressful. When you hear the word friend or friendship, it can be exhausting just hearing the word. It can, it can just send you into panic mode when, when you hear that word. Because sometimes maybe you feel like you, you just don't have any friends and you want friends. Or maybe you feel like uh, you're not good enough to be a friend to somebody else. Or maybe uh, you think you're odd or unique and no one will like you. Well, let me tell you something on the last one. We are all odd and all unique, right? You don't want another one of me running around here. Amen for that. So that's the thing is God has created us. He knew you before you were born and he has made us all unique. And we are all odd. But let me invite you to think with me on this. The term "friend" and what it could be—peaceful, calming, reassuring, confident, confidant—and the list can go on and on. But no matter no matter what our circumstances are, we all have room to grow in in the realm of relationships. and friendships. Am I right? Amen. And there's a reason why the phrase one another is stated about a hundred times in the New Testament. Because God made us to be together. He created us to interact with one another. Ecclesiastes 4, 9-12 says, Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each, each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better for a tr- a triple braided cord is not easily, easily broken. Everyone needs a friend. I don't care who you are or how unique you think your situation is. everyone needs friends. Now maybe maybe you need and, and maybe you need a variety of friends so Shoes. Anybody have shoes? Okay, I hope so. You came in with shoes. So, all right. So, let's take a look at shoes, shall we? So, these shoes here, these shoes are made for running, exercising, walking, doing things like that, activity, right? So, then we have our next set of shoes. These are dress shoes. So, they're made for, like, special occasions, date nights, going the night out on the town, things like that. How about our next set? Casual shoes, going to the grocery store, just going out with some friends, hanging out, casual work, uh, that type of thing. How about our last one, last slide? Our favorite flip-flops, which means summertime. So that's like beach attire. It's getting out. It's doing things. So just as these shoes represent different occasions, might I suggest that we have friends with different areas of our lives, Let's go through a list of them here. How about the work friend? The work friend. Somebody who, maybe you don't like your job at all. Is that anybody here, you don't like your job at all? But maybe you have a good friend, maybe you have a friend at work that that's why you go to work. It's because you get more done. You like being there. Oh, she's going to be there. Oh, he's going to be there. Oh, I can't wait. I'll be back at work. Phil was that for me. I, were, I uh, was at an, a previous church with Phil. And... Um, We still, to this day, after about 13 years, we still hang out together. He was my work friend, and we still talk on a regular basis. How about the friend of the parents in your kid's class or sports? you got to have somebody to talk to other than your kid about school because they aren't going to tell you the truth half the time. So you got to talk to parents about other parents, right? So you have a parent like that. We have two girls in volleyball. So I have, and they're, they're in volleyball at Lakeville North, high school, and I have a volleyball buddy. His name's Dave. Whenever I see Dave, it's like, Dave, clear across the court. Everybody's like, oh, it's Jeff and Dave again. But we cheer together, we talk together, we laugh together. It's so fun to be together when we we watch our girls play volleyball. The next one, the friend who's known you forever. This friend is priceless. This friend knows you inside and out, backwards and forwards, and this friend knows who you are and what you're about. And when you're apart for a while, when you come back together, it's like nothing ever changed. It's like you're still that way. The person that's known you forever, Jeff, one of my close friends, it was Jeff and Jeff growing up since third grade. He lives in Des Moines, Iowa. But when we talk, it's like, it's like nothing's ever happened. It's like we're still there. We're still bonded together. How about the hobby buddy? Anybody like coffee, going out to eat, uh, hunting, fishing, those types of things? And maybe there's special things, even game night. You know, there's special things that you do that you invite special people to, or you have a certain person that you hang out with and do those things. John is one of mine. Uh, I see John on a regular basis. And John is, uh, we love Catan. So if you want to play Katan, I love that game, let's play, or cards. So uh, we do that every once in a while. So it's great to have a hobby buddy, somebody that you call on and you can talk to you because it's great to have conversations during those times. How about the straight-talking friend? Now, this is a friend you hate to love. Because you know this person loves you, but you also know they're going to give it to you straight. They're not going to beat around the bush. They're going to say, look, here it is, right here. You don't like it, take it or leave it, but I love you. Here are your options. Those are the people we need in our life, too. We need those people. Other than my wife that does that for me, I have a friend, his name's Chad. Whenever I talk to him about an issue, Chad is like, dude, you're an idiot. (laughs) He just gives it to me straight, but I know he loves me. I know he cares about me. But then we talk it through, and it's great. How about the church friend? We have our church friends, right? The people we come to, man, I love church friends. I, I'd rather say church family. But church friend it's somebody that you know will love you no matter what, will try and help you whenever you need help, will be there for you whenever you need, need that person. Tony is that for me. Tony is great. He, he and I, oh, man, we talk almost every other day just to check in. How you doing? And then lastly, how about the feel-good friend? This is a person that is in your corner, not that any of them aren't, but like we're talking over-the-top optimistic in your corner. If you need cheering up, you call this person. Say, dude, Don, I am so down and out. Dude, what's going on? How you doing? What's happening? And then you talk it through, and it's so great. This person is your cheerleader. This person will cry with you. They'll laugh with you. They'll do any of that stuff with you, that feel-good friend. And Phil, the person I talked to about earlier, he and his wife, have endless amounts of encouragement for my, my family and I. Endless amounts. And we need that. We need those types of people in our life, people that will encourage us and lift us up when we're down. As we look at the, this list, maybe there are friends that you realize you didn't even have. You didn't even think about that. But think of it this way, that these friends, these people you're now thinking about are gifts from God. They're gifts to you from God. It doesn't matter if they believe in Jesus or not. And you may, have, may have, may, you may not have a friend that's in every category, and that's okay. You don't need a one-size-fits-all friend. But we, we have to know that God loves us through different people, and he's going to do that even at different parts of our lives. Here at River Heights, Pete shared it earlier, and many of you know it, that when we help a growing number of people love God and love people, we are changing the world around us. We are changing the world around each one of us, wherever we're at, we're changing the world. And apparently, Jesus needed friends. John 15 says this I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends, since I have told you everything the Father told me. Jesus even needed friends. And he's talking to his disciples here, saying, You are my friends. That's an an incredible friend to have, is Jesus. In my experience, friendships, and maybe yours too, friendships can be complex, they can be tricky, but they can be exciting and fun as well. And i found that there are about three aspects of friendships that you may find difficult to navigate through. Um, So let me me run through these. The, The first aspect is making friends. Now this step can be terrifying to some of you. And why? Because you have to take a step out and make yourself available to someone. It's almost like you're being vulnerable to someone. And that horrifies you to the point of you want to be a recluse and go back and hide and not do that. But you have to open up in your life to, to, to let people in. I saw, I, saw, um, I saw a quote. I have a quote that I don't know who it's from, but it says this. I went out to find a friend but could not find one anywhere. I went out to be a friend, and friends were everywhere. See, when you take that first step of being a friend, when you open up, when you begin to open up and make yourself available instead of isolating, you will make friends. You will have friends. And God reassured us that, here's the thing, God reassured us about this, that when we take that step, he's with us. He said in Matthew 28, be sure of this, I am always with you. Be sure of this, I am always with you. Not part of the time, but when you take that step, rely on him, trust him, and he's going to help you through that first step. Uh, there's a, an author, James Hewitt, he tells a story about a neighbor that uh, he noticed was trying to put up an antenna on his roof and uh, was struggling big time. And so he went in his garage, got his really nice tools, and went over and helped, helped his neighbor. And they put it up in no time. And his neighbor said, James, why, what, what do you make with all these really nice tools? And he said, well, friends mostly. <laughs> Anytime we make ourselves available to meet other people's needs, greet other people or help people, you will make friends. Not only do we need to step out, but we also need to listen. This is very difficult for all of us. If you think you're, it's not difficult for you, well, okay. But here's the thing. Listening is not one of our better traits, but listening is one of the keys to friendship. One of the keys. Dale Carnegie said, you can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in people than you can in two years by trying to get other people interested in you. James puts it this way. Understand this. My dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Listening is key. And I have to say that in all of my one year of being here, uh, just over a year, to me, Kent Christofferson does this so well. So well. Two weeks ago, my mother-in-law came, who's in the back. Two weeks ago, she came uh, and met him for the first time. Of course, they had a great conversation because if you know Kent, he just loves to chat, which is fantastic. And last week, she came back with my father-in-law. Not only did he remember her name, but he remembered that she was bringing him with her. And they had a conversation. He listens and he remembers. Kent is a great representation of how to love people and how to listen and build a friendship. Are you taking that step, the first step, the step out and making yourself available Are you listening to people tell their stories? The second aspect you may find difficult to navigate through friendships is keeping friends. Proverbs 27 says, Never abandon a friend, either yours or your father's. When disaster strikes, you won't have to ask your brother for assistance. It's better to go to a neighbor than to a brother who lives far away. Never abandon your friend. Two men were walking down a path. They were hiking down a path, and a bear came out in front of them. And one of them just shot off, just took took off running down the path and climbed a tree and hid behind branches. And the other one just stood there, and then dropped and played dead. And the bear moseyed on up and kind of moved him around with his snout, smelled him a little bit, and just kind of grunted and and went off his way. And um, and then once the bear left, the friend climbed down the tree and ran back to him and said, are you okay? What, what did the bear tell you? And he, he goes, well, here's what the bear said. He, said. he gave me this advice. Never hike with a friend who deserts you at the approach of danger. Yeah. <laughs> when disaster is looking your friend in the face, don't run. Lean into it with them. Grab their arm and go with them. That's what we can do. Prayer is huge. Lean in and pray. James 5.16 says this, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. That includes friendships. When you lean in with your friend and you pray through things, that friendship is just bonded. Prayer is a great way to avoid abandoning your friends. Another way, um, let's see. uh, Have you ever heard of a a sponge friend? Hmm. The only time this person ever comes around is when they want something. Or when you talk to them, they just talk about themselves or bring every conversation that you have with them back to themselves. That's a great friend, isn't it? Yeah. Proverbs, Proverbs 18, so does Jesus. Proverbs 18 says this, There are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. True friendship, true friendship is a matter of giving as well as receiving. It's kind of like a, a bank account, uh, the friend bank account, because there are days when you are going to just pour out to your friend. But there are also days that you're going to listen. When you listen and ask questions, you're building up that friend bank account and then when you take a withdrawal, that means you're kind of just, there are days when I just pour out. I just got to just gotta let you know what's going on. But that's okay. Proverbs 17 says a friend is always loyal, and in some versions say a friend always loves, and a brother is born to help in time of need. It's interesting that a survey that I saw in regards to Americans said the top three most valued uh, value things in a friend, Valued qualities is loyalty, number one. Number two, be there in crisis. And number three, likes me. Isn't that exactly how God feels about us? Loyal. <laughs> loyal, definitely loyal. Be there in crisis. Don't turn away and run from him. Turn, turn towards him and likes me. Philosopher and writer... Uh, Albert Hubbard said, a true friend is the person who knows all about you and still likes you. Yes. These are the ways to keep a friend. These are the ways that you can hold on to the friend that you have. Don't abandon them. Don't be a sponge. Be there, be helpful, be thankful, be faithful, and be loving. The last aspect you may find difficult to navigate through friendships is influencing friends so people see Jesus in us. In other words, influencing friends for Jesus. Matthew eleven nineteen 19 says, The Son of Man uh, feasts and drinks, and you say he's a glutton and a drunkard and a friend of tax collectors and other sinners, but wisdom is shown to be right by its results, and its results are Jesus befriending those people. He was friends to everyone. Let me give you just a quick list. There's a lot more. The Samaritan woman at the well, Jews and Samaritans, mortal enemies, but he's there with her, talking with her, befriending her. Matthew, the tax collector, tax collectors were thieves known to be hated by people, but he befriended Matthew. The rich young ruler, Zacchaeus, the wealthy tax collector. I don't know if anyone's more hated than the other as far as tax collectors but the wealthy tax collector nicodemus the pharisee the blind the lame the sick you name it he was friends to everyone he was friends with association he associated with a lot of people because he wanted them to know who he was that he cared about them and he loved them we make friends by association don't we Do you socialize? Do you just hang out by yourself? When I first began ministry, which is a couple days ago, I heard this statement. (laughs) People won't care what you know until they know how much you care. People won't care what you know until they know how much you care. If you're trying to, if you have really close friends that don't know Jesus and you're trying to figure out a way to help them understand who Jesus is, they won't hear anything unless they know you care about them there was a group of uh, Moravian missionaries that went to Greenland. And they'd been there for a whole year and they were so frustrated because they didn't make a dent. They didn't tell, They weren't able to move anybody for Jesus and they were so frustrated. And then the, an epidemic of smallpox hit, their, hit, hit Greenland. And they were able to take care of people, help their families, help them with funerals and help them with everything. And finally, people were like, we want to hear what's going on with you because what we have ain't working. So we want to hear it because they cared for them. They helped them. Love goes a long way when it comes to influencing people for Christ. As we make friends and keep them, uh, we can influence uh, influence them for Christ if they sense that we truly care about them. Our very own Justin Law uh, is a great example of this, and he gave me permission to share, and it's just a brief uh, synopsis of this story. But when he first began attending River Heights, um, he was in a really, really bad accident uh, that left him in the hospital. And what kept him coming back and and was on staff is that people from River Heights went and visited him and prayed for him in the hospital on a daily basis. Love goes a long way when it comes to influencing people for Christ. John 15, 12 through 15 says this. This is my commandment. This is Jesus talking. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends since I have told you everything the Father told me. And this passage is so important to John that he reiterated it again. He said it again in 1 John 3, 11. I would encourage you to read that. But he said it again in 1 John. That's how important it is to understand that Jesus wants to be our friend. He laid down his life for us. As he stated, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for for one's friends. That's what he's talking about. I am laying my life down for you. He is going to be one of the closest friends you could ever have. Ever. All you have to do is accept him, and he will be your best friend for eternity. So, um, I'd like to do this this morning. Um, just really sensing God's moving, and I just I really want to want to take this a minute or two, and just just say a prayer. And if you want to recommit your life to Christ or give your life to Christ, that'd be fantastic because Jesus is the perfect friend. He's a perfect example of, of what a friend is, and he wants us to love each other, and he loves us and gave his life for us. Let me pray for us. So, God, we just thank you for your son, Jesus, that he died on the cross for us, and rose again so and conquered death so we could be friends with you forever. God, I pray that we would just believe that today. We believe that with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, all of our strength, everything that we have. And Lord, some of us need that now some of us need you now and for the first time we we receive you and accept you and as our, as our Savior. And Lord, some of us are, have gone down a different path. And so Lord, we need, we, we need to come back to the path, Lord, that you've created so that we can walk beside you, we can be loved by you, and be a friend with you. God, we thank you for that. And thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen friends are are important as God has really wired us to be with people and if we love each other through the aspects of making friends keeping friends and influencing friends for Christ we will be givers givers more than takers in our friendships I would like to invite the worship team back up and as they make their way up I just want to say a blessing over you this morning um, and if you if you did Received Jesus this morning for the first time, or recommitted your life to Christ. Mark that on your on your connection card, because as a staff, we we get jazzed by that. That stuff that that gets us going. That's then we know how to pray for you and and what to do. But you know, I'm going to be out there by the welcome center. I want to hear about it because I want to celebrate. I love that uh, people coming to to the family coming. You know, getting back into the family again. Oh, just love that so much. Um, But I'd like to pray a blessing over us before we head out this morning, and then I'm gonna give us some tips too. Holy Spirit, just thank you for my friends here. New friends, friends that have known for a little over a year. Uh, But Lord, we're friends, we're family, and I just pray that you would just love on them and bless them. Lord, as they may may be trying to get over some anxiety of friendships and may have been hurt by friendships, but Lord, you're there every step of the way. May we learn to trust you. May we learn to keep our friends, Lord. And may we influence our friends for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me give us some tips here real quick. Uh, The first one is, I would encourage you to read John 15, 9 through 17. And also, First John 3, 11 through 18, they're very, very similar. Um, and I would say this, pray for the Holy Spirit to reveal some opportunities uh, for you and your friendships, whether it's making, keeping, or influencing friends. Uh, we most likely have room to grow in one of those areas, so uh, just pray for the Holy Spirit to re- re- meh, can't talk, reveal that to you. Um, and then I would encourage you to step out and help somebody this week. Step out and help somebody this week. Take time to listen to someone's story. I love to hear people's stories. And tell a friend about Jesus or invite them to church. Um, Either way, that is great. Again, if you recommitted your life or committed your life to Christ, put that on your your connection card. Uh, That would be fantastic. Now, if you could, let's all stand together if you're able. Um, I, I would suggest this. Take the next worship song or to, and just reflect, listen to the Holy Spirit, ask the Holy Spirit to maybe show you opportunities that you have um, in, in, the, in, guiding, in guiding you uh, in your friendships. Um, just want to say God bless you guys for being here today. It's so good to, to have you with us and online as well. Um, as we close, Rena will give you direction with the service after service ended.